Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Yeah, good point. Uh, Chipper, first of all, if uh, people have not seen your Sunday story in the Star Tribune, which has nothing to do with football, they should. It's it's one of the best things I've seen. And let me say this. If that is not in the book, Greatest American Sports Writing for the Year 2023-4, I don't know what will be. Congratulations. You have, again, knocked a huge takeout story out of the park, and I'm very proud of you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, worked on it for several months, and I hope people go uh, – Read and learn about Chloe Johnson. If you haven't read it, just uh, Google Chloe Johnson. And uh, I'm proud of uh, her and her family and grateful that they allowed me into their lives to, to share her story. Inspirational stuff. All right, on to football. What have you learned in watching the playoffs, and including what was, for the most part, a magnificent divisional round? Yeah. Um, what have you learned about the Vikings when you sort of extrapolate what you've seen what comes to mind as far as things that the Vikings need to improve that you think the Vikings might be on par with in some cases? What's your takeaway so far from what you've watched in the playoffs this past weekend, especially, and how it relates to the purple? Yeah, I, I it's funny because everything revolves around quarterback, right? So we'll, we'll start there. And it's really across the board when you look at the team's uh in the playoffs, you have the Mahomes and Josh Allen and that fourth or that, that, that game, the quarterback play in that game was just off the charts. <laughs> and the fact that it remind us how great Patrick Mahomes is to get that team to the AFC championship game with all the issues that they've had at wide receiver. Uh, it, it speaks to his brilliance, but then you have, and we could talk about Jordan Love and, and the you know the interception that looked eerily familiar. <laughs> eerily, I think I was sitting next to you the last time I saw that pass. You did, you were, and the side <laughs> and by the New side Orleans of Super that. Dome. Oh my God, John, it was identical. 
It was. You saw it on Twitter, right? The, yes, the side by side. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I thought you take away that and the way he played in the playoffs. But then you have Baker Mayfield, and he had a bad interception at the end. But and Jared Goff, how can you not feel about Jared Goff? So I don't think we can draw a line through this yet, right? Through the quarterback. Ah, you got to have Mahomes, or you got to have, you know, you can't win with a first year quarterback or a journeyman uh, stopgap bridge, whatever you want to call them. You can't do that. So I go back to trenches, line play. Yep. I, I look at the way the Detroit Lions are set up right now, and we can talk about their offense and Dan Campbell and Jared Goff, but to me, that the heartbeat of that team is that offensive line, the defensive line. They have issues in the secondary, I think, but they're built from inside out, right? And I think the Niners are the same way. The Chiefs' defensive line can be that they didn't play well in the first half the other day against Buffalo, but they have. But to me, it solidifies that Quasi has a lot of work to do to solidify both lines. I think you have to start there. I don't know how you do it when you're trying to re-sign Justin Jefferson to massive contract and Kirk Cousins and all that, but I don't think you can lose sight of, I think the teams that win at the highest level win in the trenches or you have a Patrick Mahomes or a quarterback that's just so superior. They can, they can, they can cover up a number of flaws. The Lions offensive line. I absolutely love, like I absolutely, yeah. I love guys like that now here. So, so let's take, let's take what you said and, and narrow it down a bit more. Yeah. Um, cause, cause the Vikings are in very good shape at tackle. Like the Vikings have two very solid, good, and that's hard to find. Congratulations. That's great. Um, but let's talk about in the trenches. Let's talk about the interior. Cause this is where I think that the difference is. And I'm not saying that Reisner was awful cause he was not. And I- Ingram might not have been great, but he was improved. And Bradbury at, for the most part, you know, he has certainly improved. All of that being said, you know, Chipper, those big guys inside when they can just kick your ass, like like when yeah. when a team says, "Oh my God, we got to go up against those two guards and center all game." And I'll go back to and and look, I'm a broken record on this, but I think it's relevant. What Brad Childers did when he brought in Steve Hutchinson on what was yeah. considered a ridiculous contract chip, but we covered that guy. Teams feared him. He made McKinney better. Um, that's where that's where I think, and I've been urging the Vikings to do this for like five years, so it yeah. probably won't take place. But that's where I want one, at least one ass kicker at either guard yeah. or center. Yeah, and and I think about this. I'm writing a column on Frank Ragnow, who's Chan Hassan's own. Uh, the all-pro Ask center for, for, De- for Detroit, who's just as uh, tough as individuals you're going to meet. Yep. Judd, <clears throat> fourth and goal from the one-yard line, 10-10, third quarter. Ragnow's beat the heck and back. I mean, he's got an assortment of injuries a mile long. But <laughs> what did they do? They ran right up behind him, even though he's going against the, the uh, Buccaneers' 350-pound nose tackle because they trusted their center, and he got it, uh, he got it done. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the running back. Uh, wasn't the running back, but the wide receiver they gave to. He goes in, one scores, they go up 17-10. You need to have that difference maker inside. And they have them at tackles, like you said, but they just don't have them in the interior. And so much, uh, so many teams are 
investing in those mammoth no, uh, nose tackles under tackle, you know, right. that can both pass the rusher and just be so disruptive out there. And conversely, the Vikings don't have that either on the under defensive line. So yes, I, how do you solve all the problems in one draft considering everything they have right now? I, I don't think you can, but when you look at, when you look at the Lions' success, I think it starts right there. I absolutely think it starts with Frank Ragnow and then, and yes, they have a great tackle in Sewell too, but yep. it starts with Frank Ragnow and filters out. And, um, you know, I, I think that's an area that they have to address, but I, I think defensive line, Judd, is a more press, a far more pressing issue right now. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, if Cousins comes back, I think you have to draft. I think you're going to draft a defensive tackle. Now, if Hunter leaves, you might draft an edge, but I'm with you, man. Because like, like the, the, two, the two things in football that I don't think get talked about enough unless you've got a guy, interior offensive line, and a defensive tackle. And because those, yeah. those guys are game havoc wreakers, you know. And and I forgot what game we were watching. It might have been, it might have been the, the way Buffalo was running the ball in Kansas City in the first half. And I was, you know, my we were watching family. I was like, man, there is nothing more demoralizing in football than when you can't stop the run because you just yeah. like you're helpless. It's like that, you know. Then they can do anything. So, and I look across the board. And if you take Daniil out of this equation, which if they bring Cousins back, how does he fit with Jefferson in the contracts? I, you know, he's, he's going to get a massive deal from someone. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Who's the difference makers on their defensive line right now other than Daniil? They don't have one. So, yeah. And it's – and do you have the money in free agency to go find one? Um, you know, you, you'd hope that they're they're – which was false hope, but you thought maybe Davenport would show you something in the one-year audition that he would oh. necessitate. So that was a disaster. Yep. Interior, I agree. Um, as much as edge rushes are coveted right now and are getting paid right now, man, you wonder if you shouldn't start inside out and really get you a, a bona fide big-time uh, defensive tackle. Name me the last time. And I'm I'm not even talking from this past season, Chip. Name me the last time that you watched a Vikings game and came away and said, "Man, that defensive line, the Vikings, kicked the opponents' butts." Um, I where, where I'm thinking about and this is I'm sure there are more before it, but I would go back to the uh, the Saints playoff game with Zim uh, moved uh, Daniel inside, and I felt like they dominated that game. It's a good one. Um. Yep. I mean, we saw it all the time, you know, during the Pat, Kevin, Jared, Ray, and Linval, and Linval, he he could do it. Yeah, and I'm sure there have been more before that, but that, you know, I keep thinking about that that New Orleans game where they moved the new inside, and I'm sure there have been more, but it's, it's, I think it's a glaring, glaring problem right now. So, okay, right now, draft wise. And I'm sure it's changed because it changes for me on like a daily, if you know, on a weekly, if not a daily basis. Right now, draft wise, what would you do? Eleventh pick. Let's say you stand pat. What would you do? Are you are you bringing cousins back? Let, well, let let's say yes and no. Let's start by saying yes. Let's say Kirk is back. 
think I still have to go quarterback, Judd. I, I mean, if if they if they fall in love with the guy, if they fall in love with Penix, if they fall in love with JJ McCarthy, if they fall in love, I don't think they, you know, they're not unless they have some, you know, magic wand where they're really going to make a big play to try to jump up in the Drake May territory. I don't think I don't think I don't think Jaden Daniels is going to be there at eleven still. Maybe you can move up and and you know that, somehow that's get another, him. I, yeah, you know, I I don't know, but. If one of those guys are there and Kevin tells you, I absolutely love this guy, he's going to fit for the system. Because I, I think there's, you know, I thought there were guys last year where Kevin said, you know what, other people value him, this quarterback different than me. I don't think he's what we're looking for. If Kevin tells you that, if he says that about Penix or some other quarterback, then you trust him because that's why you hired him. But if he's saying, man, I, I, I absolutely, we may not be in this position to draft 11th again next year. We may, the quarterback class might not be as good. As many holes as they have on defense, I think I still draft quarterback, man. If you do that, though, I know. <laughs> I know. What, what do you do defensively, and what's the point? What's the point of bringing Kirk back if your defense is going to be just a, a sieve? Well, that's that's it. That's, I mean, that's that. It, to me, if you if you bring Kirk back, you're saying we're competitive right now, correct? And with Kirk back, maybe you are. But what is competitive? That you're a fringe playoff team. I, I wrote about this. Uh, we could we should talk about it. when you look at this division right now. I, it feels like the Vikings are staring up to me. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers know what they're doing vision wise. Jordan Love is clearly their guy now. Um, they have five draft picks in the top one hundred, so they can you know fix their areas there. They're the youngest roster. They they know what they're doing. I think the Lions' plan makes sense. What they're doing, they got a lot of draft picks in the top one hundred. They're gonna have to fix their defense. I don't trust that defense at all. Every time it feels like they're sort of hanging by a thread, but yeah, they'll they'll secondary. they'll they'll improve their secondary. Yep. But when you look at the way they're built and the way they're run, the Bears are gonna get Caleb Williams. So that could be uh franchise changing. So this is the hardest discussion because it's like you have ownership that I think is so competitive that likes to win, and Kirk gives you the best chance to do that. But but what if you take a real honest assessment of your roster and say, what are we? I don't think you can come away and say, yes, with Kurt, you can be a, a playoff team, but are you really going to be a legitimate threat with the defensive holes that you have? I, I just don't know, Judd. I don't, I don't see it. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Go ahead, Roscoe. I think it takes capital, but gentlemen, I think you can do both. You can find a quarterback and you can find a defensive player 
both in the first round. Now, maybe that quarterback or that defensive player is somewhere in the 20s or the last few picks of the first round. But then if you do that, you'll also get an extra year for whoever that first round player is. So I think you can, to use the term, I think you you can serve both agendas. You can serve both masters if you really want to. You can be competitive right now and you can still build for the future. Now, eventually, like what they've done with contracts, eventually that bill will come due when you get down the road and you realize you don't have nearly as many draft picks as you would like. But if there was ever a draft to do that, I think you would do it in this draft, knowing how many quarterbacks are available. And in theory, it's a fairly deep draft defensively, at least when it comes to tackles and edge rushers as well. So I think you could do them both in one round, but you have to be willing to part with capital and future capital. And that's the tricky slope there because, or a slippery slope there because they, I feel like they have so many needs to start giving up on draft picks uh, to, to, you know, move up or whatever. Um, Like I look at it right now, defensive line across the board, they have to readdress the, the cornerback situation. I think that's a problem. (laughs) Yes. So Quasey thought he was fixing a problem with the 2022 draft. Right. Because there's been such a lack of production from those, was it five draft, five defensive guys he took in the top six picks or four or five? Because there's been such a lack of development and production, it's almost like you have to readdress it now, right? Oh yes, Cassine looks like a bust. Booth they Booth they tried to play and then yanked him out, right? Evans, Evans. I think can play, but that but he got benched in the last two games, Twice. so I'm not I'm not sure about that. So no, you're you're exactly right now. Asima. Yeah, yeah. Who's been, I mean, in, now he had surgery, and now we're hearing he was hurt because he, he did get hurt in training camp. But I don't know that I trust that completely. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a quarterback discussion here off of what Ross said, and we we t- talked about this uh, with Phil and Declan today on Purple Daily as well. Uh, and it's this: don't get lulled into believing just because a quarterback draft might be deep with quarterbacks that all of those guys are going to pan out, and that's the ponder draft. That's it. Gabber, yeah. Locker. Ponder, you know the one guy that was good, Cam Newton, who was the first Newton, pick yeah. in that draft. But but like we, but Chipper, we we bought in. You know, oh, you just take a quarterback because every everyone's going to get a quarterback yeah. now. So you know, I think there's a big difference potentially between Williams, May, and, and Daniels. Daniels, and the rest of this group of oh, just take one of those guys. Well, that that's it, and that's where you have to lean heavily on KOC and trust right. his evaluation. And again. I think there were quarterbacks last year that other that went in the first round that he he probably said, you know what, me, I, I just don't see it. I don't see my system, I don't, what I'm looking for. So this is a big part of why you hired him to be your head coach, to solve this issue and to be able to figure out who he thinks can be the franchise guy. And so, again, that's why I go back to if he says, you know, another team may lay may love, let's throw a name, uh, you know, Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy. And Kevin may come to him and say, you know what, I, not for us. I, I still see he may maybe great in our system. Will Levis. Not for, Will Levis. Yeah. Same I, thing. He's the one I'm, he's the one I'm talking about. I um, think that's my larger point though. If you're not going to let him or trust him to identify a quarterback, one, when are you? And two, if you're not going to let him do that, why is Kevin O'Connell even here? Because well, I, I think, think that's he, a part of why he's here. No, I, I think, well, yeah, I think they're, they're going to trust him, but it's just that, you know, Caleb Williams and Drake May are going to go one, two, 
in it forever. Agreed. Right. I think Jane Daniels is going to be a top whatever six. I think everybody agrees on those. There may be some difference of opinions on everyone else, like Judd's saying. And so where do they fall on that? But if he's if he falls in love with one of those guys that's there at eleven, or they can move up and mm-hmm. possibly get uh, Daniels, I don't I don't know how high you're gonna have to go with him. Then to me it's just, you know, go do it. You know, spend all your draft on defense after that, you know. And, right. And and um here's the question though, is would they be willing if he falls in love with a guy, would he be willing to part ways with Hurt? Um <laughs> if he won't, then there's something wrong. Like if, if he's in love with a guy and says, I can develop th- this guy, but I can't let go of Kirk, Chip, I think we got a problem then. Be- because yeah. like he was he was not brought here to be wed to a guy who's going to be 36 in August. Correct. So that's a whole different story. And and but but if he also says, and, and I think that this is what you were saying, and I agree with it, if he also says, you know what, there's three quarterbacks in this draft that I love. And after that, I don't quite, you know, quite frankly, JJ McCarthy. Or Penix because, and God knows how his physicals are going to turn out. Kevin O'Connell could say, "I don't want to be associated with these guys." Then you don't do it. Then you then you you trust them and say, "You know what? We're going defense, and we'll figure it out next year. Yep. And we'll try to sign Kirk back or yep. a bridge or whatever." I, yeah, because you don't. What you don't want to do is be on the fence about a guy and just say, "Well, we got to we're gonna have to answer this some point. Maybe this guy." They absolutely have to be in love and confident that this is the guy. Well, and. Back to your point about the Wilfs, because we we all agree they love being competitive. Their their th- their theory on life is get in the tournament and who who knows, which Correct. I disagree with a lot. Like yes, there have been teams that have done that, but that's not the norm. And when I watch these current playoff teams, I see traits that the Vikings simply lack. But to your point about that, if I'm crazy and I'm Kevin O'Connell, and I'm talking privately, I here's my thought process. They're going to be going into year three of four-year contracts. They can get five years. They each got four years. I would rather tell the Wilfs, we love this quarterback, and we're going to do everything we can. Let's say Jaden Daniels. We're going to do everything we can to get him. And you know what? That might mean that 2024 is not silky smooth. But our future is going to be bright. I'd prefer that than to haphazardly run this thing back with Kirk and be like, well, we can maybe make the playoffs, and then it turns into 2023 again. And now I think you are probably in huge trouble. Yeah. Because what's the hope to sell? It definitely would buy you time because I don't know if you get an automatic reset, but it would buy you time. And I, Correct. I do wonder. I would love to talk to the Wills, and I, you know, I don't know if they'd share it publicly, but I wonder if there's anything about the NFL with what San Francisco's done with Brock Purdy, or when you see C.J. Stroud, if if there's anything thinking, man, you know, these teams have done it. Now they have great rosters, particularly the 49ers that surrounded him by, but. We just have this assumption that, and it's, you know, probably for most cases, it's right. If you turn it over to rookie or young guy, they're going to struggle and it's going to be, you know, you know, you're going to have a tough year. Well, and I know CJ Strauss special, but they're, how would you like to be with that organization right now? Seeing the way he performed and feel mm-hmm. like you have your guy and you can build around him. So, um, yes, the, the Wilfs, we know they're fans. We, we know they want to be competitive, and um, that was the marching orders that, or the edict that Mark Wolf said the day he, he fired Zim and, and and Spielman. I think what he say, I see a super competitive roster or something like that was the the term. 
But it doesn't mean you can't be with a younger quarterback, super competitive. Absolutely not. As long as you got the right infrastructure and, and personnel around him. Yeah, that, that's the thing is you, you've got to build a team around that guy. Like you can't be, the quarterback can't do things alone. But this gets back to our conversation about the guards and center. Like, you, guess what? Jared Goff has helped a lot by the fact that his line can kick some butt. Yes. Yeah. And we and really they, appreciate that. And they, they went out and they drafted a really great tight end and a really dynamic, explosive running back. And you fit them into there. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're asking Jared Goff to do it by himself with a terrible line, it's not going to look like this. Correct. And that's for that's for most quarterbacks. Now, you know, Mahomes might get you to a Super Bowl with a terrible line, but, you know, most guys are going to need the right people around him. So it is a uh, – it's a sticky situation for them, and it's it it's. I'd be loved. I would love to know how they talk about their roster internally, and where they're at. Which one? Who? The Wilfs or, or the actual football operations <laughs> department? Well, you would hope that they could have those conversations with the Wolves, right? That you say, listen, this roster, our defense, yeah. You know, thank goodness for the coordinator who could who could cover up a lot of the the problems we have. Personnel was, but I would I I wrote this column at the beginning of the year, Judd. Other than Daniil, who is a foundation cornerstone defensive player on this roster in the same way that JJ is, Hawkinson is, um, Brian O'Neill is, Darisaw is on offense. Yeah. There's not one right now. No, because Harrison Smith might be retiring, and he's not that guy now. He used to be that guy. They don't have he's one not now. Yeah, and I mean that's yes, yes. Uh, Brian Flores for the most part worked miracles, and we know that. And they've got to get th- those guys. And so here's the problem with the conversation, though, with with the Wilfs now. When Crazy got the job, it would have been a very simple discussion. Hey, I got to do X, Y, and Z. We got to have some drafts. This roster has eroded, blah, 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 blah. Um, now the problem is this. You sit down now, that 2022 draft, which I don't care if the scouts were different or not, that's looking you right in the face, and that's you. That's on yeah. you. So can yeah. you say, hey, you know what? I traded back in the first round because I got real cute, and I blew it. Then in the second round, I blew it again. And then on the on uh, Asamoa blew that too, like that's the conversation. Like, yeah. can you well, like how long can you tell them that? And that's that's the thing. It's like you know when you when that that draft has been such a uh, disaster for them in terms of replenishing this competitive rebuild. <laughs> well, when you're basing your competitive rebuild on rebuilding right. with young players that you draft, and then you miss on a draft. You know, you got a major problem here. So that's the other thing. I mean, the, he his he can't miss on this draft because you can't have two and three years where any of that you know, pressure is though. Like that, that's the pro. Like I agree yeah. with you, but the pressure of well, you screwed up twenty two, so you can't miss this this draft, and then Kevin's gonna. You know, I I just think that these guys, if they're trying to win immediately and keep Kirk, I think they painted themselves into such a huge corner. So, uh, Judd, what would you do at eleven if they? If they if they don't keep Kirk, then you gotta draft the quarterback, right? If yeah, you, agreed. If they keep him, are you taking defensive tackle or edge rusher? Depends. Uh, if they don't keep Kirk and they re-sign Hunter, I'm going DT for sure. I'm going defensive tackle for sure. 
Um, yeah. And and I, I would expect that they're going to keep Kirk or Hunter, probably not both. So, yeah. um, but but I would but I would far prefer to have a situation though if they don't keep Kirk, where I would at least have the conversation about can we trade up? And it, it would cost them a lot, but can we trade up? To get if Jaden Daniels truly is like if there's a hat trick of greatness potentially and everybody else yeah. is in in the pot, I would far prefer to take my shot at Jaden Daniels. Yes, yeah, I would. In you know, I don't know what it would take, or uh, I'm sure a lot. Um, but if they if they you know if they, if that's an option, then then I think you have to do it. I mean, I, I love watching him play, and I think. Um, that mobility, the running component to it. And it's such a, that's such a nice thing to have. Like I watched these games. I'm sorry, but that buy, that buys you so much grace with that. mobility. Well, it's funny when you, you watch that, that chiefs bills game and you watch the way Mahomes and Josh Allen use their feet to just, I mean, it's, that thing was beautiful. (laughs) Watching those two just trade big plays. Uh, So yeah, if if you can, if you can get that and, and add it, you know, the quarterback that has that skill set. So, um, yeah, I would not want to, you know, I mean, this is, uh, this is a trend. And that's why I asked Quasi about the end of the thing. It's like what he does this off season is going to impact this organization for, you know, five, seven, nine, ten 10 years. I think mm-hmm. I'll sure. beat the proverbial dead horse here, boys. I think it's malpractice. If you don't come out of this draft with a quarterback, I mean, What's the worst that happens? You, you get the wrong guy and you do it again in three or four years. I, I truly don't understand not. And I get it. Like, I'm not saying wait till 22 and move back up for Bo Nix. If you like him, that's a different story. I'm not saying just take a guy to take a guy like they did with Christian Ponder. But if you know a guy that you believe can transform your franchise and you have to move up to three or six or eight to get him, then you do it independent of Kirk Cousins coming back or not, because you can't keep kicking this down the road as a franchise. You just can't. It's time. Oh, I agree. It's yeah, time. If you, yeah. If you love a guy, then, then you do it. Um, but you have to love him. You know, I mean, you have to feel like this is we're not just doing what they did because they needed a quarterback and they took Ponder. I mean, now maybe or, they love Ponder, too, but it, they felt like we knew going in there, they're taking a quarterback no matter what. They had to have one. And so. And is Kirk going to get two years guaranteed? Because if he gets two years guaranteed, you might not draft one. Who knows? I like I. I don't think he signed him for anything less than two guaranteed. Do you? I agree with that. But then, do do you take? Look, I agree with Ross. But the reality is this: the Vikings operate in mysterious ways, and <laughs> and they, and they have deluded themselves into. I guarantee you that there's there that they're they think the same thing that the fan base does. Which, well, if Kirk stays healthy, they're in the playoffs right now, and it's okay. But are but were you really like when you see how the playoffs stack up? Are you really going to make a run? My response is no. Last question for you: a year from now, yeah. God willing, we're all here and talking. A year from now, will the Vikings regret having passed on Jim Harbaugh, who now has taken the Chargers job? Um, I think he's a great coach. I think he's going to win there. He wins everywhere. He's, you know, him and Herbert, I think it's going to be a, a fantastic pairing. Uh, maybe. You know, he's obviously a lot you have to deal with. A lot. He's, you know, just the quirkiness and all that yep. is a lot to – you know, sometimes I wonder his shelf life, but Boy. I tell you what, the guy wins, Judd. He, he's a flat out good coach. So will they regret it? I don't know. Cause they 
clearly it didn't go very far, very long in the interview process. So they probably won't, but do I think he's going to win in at, with the chargers? Yeah. I think he's going to win. And uh, I still can't believe he got in trouble for people scout <laughs> scouting games. <laughs> tell, tell your sport to make scouting games in person legal. That's the stupidest well, thing I've ever heard. Take your phone and video from the sidelines. Like, uh, but but I mean, you can't you can't scout games because they decided they're a sport that makes billions of dollars. Can't scout. Yeah. Can Big Ten teams can't scout. It's unbelievable. Chip Scoggins, great stuff. Uh, right, boys. We'll talk to you next time. This has been Purple Access. Have a great one. See ya. Schemes because they decided they're a sport that makes billions of dollars. Can't scout. Yeah. Can Big Ten teams can't scout. It's unbelievable. Chip Scoggins, great stuff. Uh, right, boys. We'll talk to you next time. This has been Purple Axis. Have a great one. See you.